0: Hey folks, welcome to the very first episode of Confirmed a photography talk show wherein I sit down and talk to photographers who not only inspire us, but also motivate us with their visions. This is a photography talk show which is dedicated to the unheard stories from the photographers themselves. In this very first episode, I talk to one of India's finest wildlife photographers, Dhrithiman Mukherjee. So we start all the way from the point where he started his professional wildlife photography up to the current day wherein he just released his book, The Magical Biodiversity of India. So let's get started and see what Dhrithi Man has to offer us. Driti, fantastic having you here in Bangalore. And uh, it was really nice meeting you and catching up for the book launch last evening. Yeah, same here. And um, we'll start off with the main thing first. So we were here last night in Nature in Focus for the book launch, which is Magical Biodiversity of India. So for the folks who don't know, Driti just launched his first book, which is called Magical Biodiversity of India. Uh, which is authored by Dr. Asastar and uh, all the images in this book are by Triti and we'll just quickly catch up with him on uh, all the things regarding his book and things beyond like wildlife photography so Triti to start with how did this whole book uh, come up with
1: actually we, we are working on this book uh, uh, from 2012 uh, End end of 2012 because we planned it not sorry not 12 2013 actually okay. so we were uh, planning on this uh, book uh, from Narcondam when we met Dr Romani in uh, that place we stayed for 15 days mm-hmm. there and we discussed on this because I was working on entire India uh, I mean from I mean all over the places and uh, all kind of habitats. So that's why I harassed talk of uh, all kind of images and uh, I so we were thinking why 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 don't you put all this together so that uh, at least your people can know that uh, India is a great place for biodiversity. So yesterday I was telling uh, during the function no? so uh, I mean when I started the idea was like India's biodiversity means elephants, tiger, then bear. I mean, the, all the prominent mammals only and few birds. Yeah. And when I started traveling and started uh, photography, I realized it's actually not. We we have a lot of things. Yeah. And I found we have everything. We have mountain, highest mountain of the world. We have desert. We have uh, 7000 kilometer coastal line.
2: Yeah.
1: We have rainforest. And Northeast India is uh, quite, I mean, Northeast has quite virgin areas also. So, we we have all kind of forests. It's kind of a mini world. So, if if somebody is thinking to see inter-world and it is not possible for him, then one can see India. Yeah. So, that one can have idea on how the earth is. We have everything. So, I just wanted to put all these things together in a book so that… uh, common people can, can know
0: mm-hmm.
1: that uh, the actual biodiversity of our country.
0: So, it in fact, like last night I spent some time going through this book and uh, I realized that there is nothing that which is not covered which is in this book. Yeah,
1: we, because we covered uh, from the, uh, we could have done uh, according to some biome, but we divided in the entire country into region Yeah. so that we could include everything.
0: So, the folks uh, who want to have a look at this book or even want to grab a copy, I'll I'll put a link in the description of this video. You can pick this up from the BNHS uh, website. So, the link will be provided in the description of uh, this video.
1: Also from Oxford, actually. Oxford,
0: Oxford. So, uh, yeah, yeah, also from the op- Oxford, honestly. So, let's uh, let's drift a little bit away from uh, the book and yeah. go to your main stuff, which is wildlife photography. So from what I know and quite a few people know, you were into mountaineering and you were a teacher at one point of time in your life and then now uh, you've been regarded as the only professional wildlife photographer in India. So how does how did this transition happening happen from being a mountaineering guy to being a wildlife photographer?
1: well uh, I, I started traveling from from, from my uh, I mean when I was one with my parents mm-hmm. and everywhere we used to travel. And after finishing my school, I started trekking and then uh, started mountaining uh, from a mounting club called Climber Circle in, in Calcutta. So the, that that part was definitely it was my hobby. Hobby means I really enjoyed these outdoor things, uh, rock climbing and uh, trekking and uh, mounting expeditions. So, and I started photography in 97. And uh, uh, the thing is... Uh, uh, from 98, I did a course on uh, ecology and environment. So I, I got some interest in uh, wildlife. Otherwise, I had no relation with even uh, with biology because I left biology after 10. My fourth subject was statistics because I'm purely I was a uh, physics mathematics guy so i just uh, left biology mm-hmm. it was not even in, in my school the statistics was not even in school i just introduced the subject to avoid biology okay so few few of my friends actually uh, took statistics as a fourth subject
2: okay
1: and uh, so the thing is i was doing outdoor things mountaineering then uh, i they, my only income source was uh, actually i used to do uh, uh, teaching privately i mean it was a kind of private teaching but i i really uh, was enjoying teaching physics mathematics and sometimes statistics so it i had some heterogeneous group of students i used to teach uh, uh, i mean the plus two students then uh, joint entrance students uh, become an MCOM students for uh, this uh, stat and math so i just uh, so that that was different different uh, so i i continued uh, teaching up to 2001 so when i finished this uh, this course no, this uh, ecology, masters in ecology and environment i i just uh, i thought uh, let's take this uh, uh, I, mean, I mean i got interest in wildlife and i started bird watching with Prakriti samsad and i realized uh, i can't do uh, I mean so-called 5 to 10 you know, office job because uh, from 94 I was traveling a lot mm-hmm. and it is not that after photography I started traveling but I mean after 94 actually I started I was traveling a lot and uh, uh, it it became a habit <coughs> for me okay. so I thought if I go for a job I will miss this life
2: yeah.
1: so I, I just uh, synchronized with all these things this uh, the ecology, environment, then mountaineering, and I started photography in '97. Mm-hmm. And I decided to take it as a profession in 2001, knowing nothing. I just thought, let's take it as a profession, okay. and I got okay. into the soup. But <laughs> how's been the journey so
0: far, 2001 till 2001.
1: Actually, mm-hmm. uh, if I tell the truth, now I just forgot all all my struggles. I don't, I can't remember the struggle. I don't know. I, I I can remember the good things only. Okay. Yeah. So. But what I can remember, Mm -hmm. even in 2006, Mm -hmm. my income from photography, that was my only source of income because I left teaching in 2000, end of 2001, Mm -hmm. because I thought uh, it is better to, uh, you know, do it uh, full heartedly. Mm -hmm. I I was not, uh, you know, if you are, having some money from other side, it will give you some comfort zone. Yeah. So if you're thinking to take something as a profession, which is not, uh, you, uh, you know, not uh, very uh, common or not very well known, uh, I, I I didn't know anything. So if there was a comfort zone for me, uh, probably the effort I was putting uh, for this, uh, that also, you know, that, that couldn't be, uh, not in its highest stage. Yeah. So, so I, I wanted to do it full-heartedly. So, I left teaching. So, I just, uh, basically, I, I stopped all kind of earning I had that time mm-hmm. and uh, just jumped into it and realized it is very difficult, very difficult. Yeah. I, what I was telling that in 2006, my income from photography was only 25,000 rupees per year. And yeah. before that, it was like 10, 12, 15. Mm-hmm. So you can imagine, this five years, I, I, uh, I mean, traveling mm-hmm. uh, involves lot, lot of, lot of cost mm-hmm. and equipment. So everything was very expensive. But I don't know how I managed. But I managed it because my parents uh, gave me a support. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know. I can't remember now. Okay. <laughs>
0: but you are enjoying your uh, while.
1: But yes, somebody. I mean, f- from that time, I'm, I was uh, traveling like fifteen trips a year, sixteen trips a year. Okay. So, mm-hmm. so at least the best part of it, you can see lots of new new things. Okay. You get a chance to be surprised mm-hmm. every time, okay. and uh, and definitely the the nature is beautiful and India is beautiful. So I was working in India and out uh, most of the time outside this uh, heavyweight parks, so lesser known areas yeah. and mountains. So, and out of all these things uh, from the city, yeah. so which I'm actually not comfortable with.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: so that way definitely it was superb life actually.
0: Oh, good. Good. So last night uh, you just mentioned mm-hmm. that you, you, were, you just started off your wildlife photography, concentrating on the lesser known aspects of Indian landscapes and Indian mammals, which is totally outside of the big parks. Okay, and you are concentrating more mean on the mountains. So, how did this whole idea come up to you? Because this is not something to start in new. This has been something you have been doing since a long time. So you, you went behind rare birds, you went behind the lesser known mammals. So, how did this actually start off uh, when you started the development?
1: Well, so uh, when I started, uh, uh, definitely the most of the work in India, uh, uh, what I saw uh, was on big mammals. Mm-hmm. Few people were there who were in research, uh, who were working on lesser-known things and uh, rare and endangered species. Uh, but the number was very less. Mm-hmm. Even I can remember in 2003, 4, very few people knew about. We 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 have a ape, the hula gibbon.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So what I thought that if I if I uh, Two things actually. Uh, the first thing is, uh, first thing is about uh, when I'm doing something. I'm doing uh, photography. What is my, what will be my contribution to the photographic world? I can contribute either from photography point of view or to the science because uh, uh, nature photography definitely is different, a little different from uh, other uh, kind of photographies uh, because it's, it, it nature photography has a scientific part. So we, are do- we can uh, uh, document our ecosystem or natural world. <clears throat> so, so for me, I, I mean, it is always uh, give me pleasure if I'm contributing uh, for uh, society or science or anything. Okay. So I thought, what is done? Let's go for something else which is not done.
2: Okay.
1: And if you see outside India, say the the best places, Africa or. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. South America. So, many photographers work there.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And uh, and I found India is completely undone place. Exactly. So, I, I, I thought, let's uh, concentrate on our own country. I know the country and uh, and here I have a lot of things to do. Yeah. So, that actually triggered uh, me. I mean, and definitely uh, doing something uh, uh, with uh, repetition is boring for me. I mean, what to do with that? So that way, I started studying. Uh, I started seeing photographs that what is done, and uh, started uh, studying what is not done. So I just made a list, and uh, I just planned uh, the time and the. I mean, wh- when I can work on what subject. So that way, I planned uh, the entire year, and I started working on. For example, this uh, I. Mm, this uh, western travel, i did at least six seven trips okay. so i got the first sh- shot in the wild okay. so that gives a pleasure so when you are photographing something which is first time in the wild,
2: mm-hmm.
1: so which was not done so so that way um, so that was the you know source of uh, uh, i mean the force which basically uh, helped me to work on new subjects
0: now continuing the same point you said like you plan your things and now you're looking at things which is not done so for the people who might want to know how does your planning actually look like so where do you look out for your information because there is no information on most of the species that you have worked on already it's like no documentation or there's there are a lot of species which they didn't have any photographic documentation so mm-hmm. how do, uh, typically how does your planning work so, so do you do?
1: my strongest uh, source is uh, local people okay so I, 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 I always uh, keep in touch with uh, all these local boys. I have my own networks mm-hmm. and uh, definitely first I study in NET that what is available. Then if somebody worked on that, uh, any scientist, scientist or uh, researcher worked on the subject, definitely I, I contact with them to know what is the status. Mm-hmm. But generally I love to work very silently and slowly i have no hurry that uh, i need to get the photo now Mm -hmm. so even i when i go somewhere i just i just uh, give some time to understand the place and the situation Mm -hmm. so slowly it's a slow process so every in every trip i learn and then uh, it i mean rarely it happened that i got the photo in first trip so i i tried several places so you know uh, I mean, the planning starts from internet, then from the local people and some researchers and uh, then I directly go into the field and uh, when I, uh, uh, I mean, through the process of this journey, I learn and then someday I get the image. So, it's all about, for me, it's all about the journey, not about the goal.
0: So you just mentioned that you take it very slowly and it's not that very, very frustrated you get your images. So that brings to a point wherein wildlife photography is something which we all know because a lot of patients. And you are one of those people whom I've seen on the field that when it comes to uh, patients, you're, like, you're a personification of patients. But how do you deal with this whole thing? Because you are going into high altitude, you are going deep into the rainforest and you're not getting it in the very first thing. Or you are done two, three trips, you've not got the image what you want. But how does your mind work? Then how do you actually?
1: You know what is patience? You uh, have you thought? I mean, have you uh, you think about this? uh, This uh, when we tell something, I mean patience. Mm -hmm. That means you are doing something when uh, your your mind is uh, not uh, getting fun out of that. Mm -hmm. I mean, what you are doing. So patience means it's it's against your mind. You are doing something against your mind. You are waiting for something. So why, when you tell it to patients, you if you are not enjoying, if you are thinking now what to do, and uh, you have ten hours sitting, have, nothing is happening. So, but but when when generally we go for something, our mind is occupied with many things because at least the excitement is there. There's something something may come. So, uh, for me, it's. Patience, but not also. I mean, because all the time I'm enjoying. Yeah. So, when I'm enjoying, so my mind is uh, occupied with happiness. So, then it is not patience. Yeah. Patience is when you are bored with something and now, you know, uh, you are uh, waiting for something, but you don't want to give that time. Mm -hmm. So, it's a a negative feeling.
2: Okay.
1: So, uh, but whenever... uh, I uh, go, whenever I go for difficult subjects, so during the journey or during that waiting period or so that, that period actually gives you a lot of things to learn.
0: Uh, yesterday, Dr. Asad was showing a lot of your journey as a photographer mm-hmm. and even we have seen all your images. So one thing is like your shot. Uh, yes. High up in the sky you have done paragliding and you' shot images you're gone deep in, in, into the ocean yeah. you 're shot in rainforest you are shot in, in desert okay but what is that one place which you love the most shooting like you you 're been in mountains you're been in forests what 's your personal favorite place where you like enjoy shooting most
1: again it 's a difficult difficult question for me i really because this all are different areas and I always uh, enjoy everything I mean even I want to train my mind mm-hmm. as I mean not to be biased on anything or any place or any species mm-hmm. so it is all about uh, you know uh, for me if everything is equally likely mm-hmm. so definitely sometimes like I'm do- these days I'm doing a uh, doing more underwater yes. so it is definitely giving me uh, more excitement mm-hmm. but uh, I also enjoy other places. It's not true that uh, when I can't compare, I don't want to compare. Actually, okay. so it is it is my philosophy yeah. that uh, uh, you know uh, prioritize something. Uh, I mean, say if we tell fox,
2: mm-hmm.
1: fox is wolf uh, uh, is better than fox, mm-hmm. or or say working on. Uh, uh, amphibians is better than working on insects. So this kind of uh, biasness or priority, I don't like it. Mm. So, <clears throat> so uh, for I mean, uh, working point of view also, I I enjoy uh, everywhere. I mean, enjoyed uh, because uh, mountain is as interesting as you know the ocean is or desert is. As beautiful as rainforest is, mm-hmm. so it, every every habitat has its own taste. So definitely, I love love to work everywhere.
0: Okay. So I I spoke about things with respect to India when I asked you the previous question. But if you take it at a larger perspective, you are someone who has visited a lot of countries outside India. Uh, you've you've Madagascar, you've shot in Kenya, and you've shot in um, Maldives. You've done a lot of underwater. Mm-hmm. But how do you compare the experience of shooting there and shooting in India? Like, do you see any major differences when it comes to shooting uh, in a foreign land and shooting in your own backyard where you know things better?
1: Yeah. yeah, definitely working in your own country is always much more comfortable. I know the people, I know the area, I know the land.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I know the uh, character of uh, from every aspect,
2: mm-hmm.
1: uh, but I mean, wherever we, I went uh, outside India, uh, most of the countries were like India, I mean, it's not like, uh, it was not the first world. So I mostly worked in uh, Africa, I worked in Papua, yeah, uh, definitely this Madagascar. So, actually, uh, I, I I I didn't uh, find any uh, difference with difference. Uh, while shooting mm-hmm. but the thing was all the trips i did outside india it was not as long as what i i can do in india so it was very short and uh, compact kind of trip so i was uh, bound uh, to a system of i mean that, that uh, the the i mean uh, under the travel plan uh, you know uh, under a travel plan which was done before mm-hmm. So, that is uh, you like, you know, you are bound to uh, do something which actually uh, you, you were not, you may not interested on uh, uh, that to do that time. I mean, like, uh, for example, when I went to Madagascar, I have a fixed days for Andhasibe, for Mazwala Peninsula, for Ankara, for Chikha. So I was bound. So, it's not like, I mean, the freedom was less. So, that is one issue.
0: So uh, you're someone who has explored all different types of photography. Like you are shot with fisheye, you are shot with uh, underwater housings, mm-hmm. you've used uh, telephoto lenses, and you've tried out for this single thing. Okay, but how much of this technology growth, like things have been uh, growing exponentially, when you see in the technology market. How does this, uh, how has this affected you? Like, how do you catch up with the technology and all this stuff?
1: I'm, I'm slow with technology also. <laughs> yeah.
0: Uh,
1: slow, slow means, it's like the my the main thing is, uh, you know, I, I, I plan the frame. So, it's not like, I mean, when I heard from people that bird lens or landscape lens, I don't know what is that. Okay. So, actually, mm-hmm. you, you plan something mm-hmm. and then you decide the lens for that. So, it's, it's the lens, you, what you require, I mean, the technology you require, mm-hmm. that depends on your need, mm-hmm. what you are planning, what is in your mind. So, you are thinking something, for that you need some technology. Mm-hmm. So, the first step is not technology. I mean, sometimes what do we do, some, some technology comes and we, definitely it happens, like when dr- drone came. Yeah. So, you, then you, you can uh, plan and okay, so now uh, this facility is here. Mm -hmm. So, we can do something interesting from different perspective. Definitely it happens. Mm -hmm. But for me, I generally plan something and then I decide the what technology Mm -hmm. I need to use. Mm -hmm. I'm not, uh, you know,
0: take off whatever comes in the market. Yes, 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 yes.
1: Uh, never. Yeah.
0: Now that leads me to your question, like how uh, attached are you to your equipment? Like, that? do you like take care, take care of it like a baby, or like you're just like, not, it's there
1: for you? use? Yeah, that's it. It's, I'm not that uh, <laughs> so you're not, to you're not, to not emotional equipment. about that. Yeah.
0: yeah okay. So, yeah. Now, uh, one, one other thing I want to talk about is like uh, when it comes to wildlife photography, a uh, lot of people do it for passion, a lot of people do it for hobby and there are quite a lot of people who do it for conservation. Right. And you've been someone who has been doing it for profession. I mean, you, you have contributed your share of it for conservation, but you've been doing it for profession. That's like you earn your uh, income out of the professional aspect of wildlife. Activity. But uh, being in a country like India, how easy do you think is for someone to get into wildlife? It is,
1: it is, forgot about easyness. It? it is not impossible actually. Okay. So, uh, for anybody who wants to take it as profession. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean the still photography, the still nature of photography. Not, I'm not not talking about the filming. it, it is not possible to survive with, uh, you know, the uh, nature photography. Mm-hmm. If you if you have a normal life, normal life in yeah. the sense, I mean the the normal what norm, a normal guy expect to have in in their life. So because, like I only run my trips. Mm-hmm. I, I I I don't do anything out of my income. Mm-hmm. So that way, I am just just surviving. Okay. So, like, I I don't pay my electric bill or I don't pay the, the other stuff. So, so it is uh, it is very difficult. I, I I can say. I mean, I I don't know anyway. I I have I don't have any fixed uh, way. It is actually evolving, and uh, every year the uh, I mean the. The income sources mm-hmm. the from where actually i, I where i uh, sell my images mm-hmm. the, all the sources have to change this
0: okay
1: so it it, it depends on uh, uh, time it is changing very fast mm-hmm. and after digital uh, when the digital photography came the supply of images uh, okay. increased mm-hmm. so as profession it is uh, mm-hmm. definitely very difficult okay. but my life is fantastic so that's why i can do this okay.
0: But a lot of people see wildlife photography as a very glamorous side of things because you're always in the field, you're working, like you're shooting tigers, elephants and all those things. Like, so for yeah,
1: people who I mean, want I, to I, get into such so things. Yeah, like just one, can, one can keep it as a hobby. So oh. this is a very good hobby. I mean, yeah. one, one, it, uh, definitely, uh, I mean, the wildlife photography has,
0: wildlife photography.
1: no, no, Better, it is better. Uh, I feel mm. nothing is, I mean, I can't say that this is absolutely impossible. So if somebody... But like me, this is the only option for me. I just I kept no option for other things. Mm -hmm. So that's why I could. uh, I mean, I was even if I I feel if I start now, I can't survive with uh, this because I started 15 years back. Mm -hmm. So that's why I can manage it now. So for newcomers, I just suggest go uh, keep it for hobby. Don't go for profession. Do something and enjoy in the field. Okay. So that, that is the, uh, that will be based for nature photography. So one
0: thing I want is a lot of people are now, especially a lot of wildlife photographers are now moving into video films and you are someone whom I feel is not touched that part. So you Yeah, have I don't, in mind not no, no, not field?
1: yet, not yet. I don't enjoy uh, video photography. So, no. I mean, not, but uh, do you have any plans? In no, not, not, not no, I, not I not never anything. thought about this.
0: So you want to concentrate on the core photography aspect of
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: So, at this point of time, like you told, you don't have uh, thoughts of going into video. Uh, at this point of time, if you want to make a decision on like you want to stick to a particular ecosystem or a species that you want to work for a longer period, what would that be like? What is that you have in your mind when it comes to spending some I time? Ju-
1: I just uh, finished ice-diving, so I, I, no, I mean the no, I mean thing uh, which is now making me uh, excited mm-hmm definitely is uh, ice diving so i'm just uh, planning to dive in poles i mean like antarctica or uh, Arctic. Okay.
0: so that leads to a point wherein uh, the current ongoing work that you have right now is 100 days of himalaya yeah. you are you're doing this work with the uh, phantom mm-hmm. and i recently picked up this magazine savers i think you are a part of this. yeah and we had this um, article about uh, music in the mountains okay so how did this idea come up, like how this 100
1: days of Himalaya, Himalaya like what's the idea behind this? No, Actually, uh, me and Shantanu was uh, just thinking to do something interesting. Mm-hmm. And definitely we have a common uh, place of interest uh, in Himalaya. So I worked for long, so he also uh, travelled very really great mm-hmm. before in uh, mountains. So we thought let's do something in Himalaya, mm-hmm. but uh, really we didn't have any a particular plan even not now so now this time what are we doing whatever we are uh, uh, encountering we just uh, he is taking some videos Something he is interacting with people and uh, i am just uh, uh, taking photos of everything and anything Mm -hmm. whatever i'm getting it's not like my other trips so that that's my uh, you know uh, when you are working something uh, uh, if you want to get something new you have to apply some changes so this is a kind of things where i just i mean i just changed my style of work yeah Uh, like it's a a daily travel trip i am traveling very fast Mm -hmm. i'm not giving time for particular subject Mm -hmm. or particular place or particular thing so it's like just moving like a tourist and whatever i'm uh, encountering i'm uh, documenting so, so we can actually the thing the the goal we can at uh, end end of the day we can uh, catch the catch one particular time mm-hmm.
2: uh,
1: uh, of Himalaya say 2016 Himalaya in 2016.
2: Okay, okay. Yeah.
1: So if somebody work after ten years,
2: mm-hmm.
1: they can see the change. They can. Um, you know, make all the change. Yeah, in the future, probably five,
0: ten years yeah, down the line, yeah. somebody wants to do hundred days yeah, of Exactly. they can have a reference thing. Yeah. So uh, that leads to me, uh, my final question for you, which is like, uh, I just want to know from you and like a message for all of yours, like the aspiring wildlife photographers and nature photographers. Is there any specific message you want to give, who wants to get into this wildlife photography thing? Or like what is your um, take on it?
1: For nature photography, I I, I I can say to the newcomers, mm-hmm. the, the main thing you enjoy it mm-hmm. and just take out all competitions because this is very much subjective things. Uh, we have a lot of things to do. Don't don't go where other photographers are going mm-hmm. and uh, uh, enjoy the journey. Don't don't uh, think for the goal. I mean the result what we'll get either from money name or whatever it is better to enjoy the the, the, the path and the so so it you know you just uh, it take it very philosophically just uh, keep your mind very calm and quiet and just enjoy it so that's all and don't definitely the uh, whatever you do so we are doing for Basically, the nature. Yeah. So we just we have to take the call. So that uh, we shouldn't cross the limit where nature can be damaged by us. Mm -hmm. So definitely, that is one point to keep on the back of your mind always. Okay. That's really fantastic.
0: Thanks a lot for your inputs and uh, good luck for all your future trips and endeavors. Uh, Hope to catch up with you again. Not in between four walls, no, but no, not in the catch up soon.